0: Amen and amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> uh, I'm not sure we need a message today after that. That's good stuff right there. Mercy. That's the, that's the gospel in about three minutes. Thank you, Rhonda, for bringing that. She wanted to know what I thought about that yesterday. <laughs> Unbelievable. Brian, open us up, please. (laughs) uh, Yes. Amen. Thank you, Brian. Thank you, Brian. We'll be in Luke. If you want to turn there again, Luke 10. Uh, I told you last week, last week's message, there was two parts to it. I I didn't think you would want to spend an hour and a half on one Sunday, so I might have divided that up a little bit. But it's stress less. Peace in my situation. We can have peace in whatever situation we are in. We can stress less as we have continue this mini-series, if you would. And I hope that it has been beneficial to you. I hope it's something that you take to heart. I hope it's something that you will do. Because we all know that we are busy. Last week we talked about we juggle a lot of things, don't we? Especially here at December, here at Christmas, we juggle a lot of, a lot of balls. We we juggle family, we juggle friends, we juggle finances, we juggle fun, we juggle our mental health, our physical health sometimes, we juggle our spiritual health, we juggle how we're going to fit all of this in, and we juggle probably a hundred other balls during the course of our... Day and our week and our month. How do we get it all in? And the way we respond to all that will, in a way, like I told you, will determine whether or not we are stressed less or we're stressed anymore. And I asked you this one question last week In spending time with the Lord, is it your priority to make time for the Lord? Or is it something that you work in if you can find the time? I mean, it is a pro- is it a priority or is it, well, if I get to it, I'll, I'll do it. And I ask you that question. And, and I said, is the foundation of your life, how you are building your life, are you building it on the Lord and then building it up? Or as a foundation of your life, all that stuff and all that responsibility, all those things that we got to get done. And then, as an add-on, spend time with the Lord. In the story of Mary and Martha that we looked at last week, we saw that Martha's foundation of her life was get it all done, handle what I got to handle, And then if I have time I'll spend time with the Lord and then we looked at Mary who had a different perspective on life she had a different priority her priority was to spend time with the Lord first and then do whatever she needs to be done and I don't know about you but as I was looking into that and studying that that was a very uh, convicting question to say the least I mean, if, it, if it's convicting you, it's convicting me, too, of, really, what is the most important thing in my life? Is it my relationship, or is all that stuff I've got to get done? So that's what we kind of looked at last week, and, and, and I just wanted to encourage you with that, with that question. Because if we can ever get to the point in our lives where He is our number one priority, all that other stuff that we are juggling in our lives will come into perspective, I promise you. When you get things out of perspective, if you get things out of the, the order in which they should be, there will be more stress in your life, I can promise you. So I wanted to encourage you with that week, that last week. And this week, i got two more questions for you. Oh, boy. (laughs) Oh, man, not two more. That last week was hard enough. The first question today is this. Is your time scheduled around what is important or what is urgent? Is your time scheduled around what is important or what is urgent? Let's go to Luke 10 as, as just, again, the basis of of the message. I think there's so much we can pull out of this. And you know this story, but I just want to read it again to you. And starting in verse 8 of chapter 10 of Luke, it is this, it says this, Now as they were traveling along, he, Jesus, entered a village, and a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. That was nice of her. And she had a sister called Mary, who was seated at the Lord's feet, listening to his word but Mary was distracted with all her preparations and she came up to him and said Lord do you not care that my sister has left me to do all the serving alone tell her to help me well that's some nerve 41 but the Lord answered and said to her Martha Martha you are worried and bothered about so many things But only one thing is necessary. For Mary has chosen the good part, which shall not be taken away from her. Martha was distracted. She had scheduled her time of her day and probably her life around those things that she thought was very urgent. You see, she was the hostess for this party. She was the one that was doing the cooking and the cleaning. She had to get the turkey and the dressing ready to go and the cranberry sauce. I mean, she was running around getting all that stuff done. And she looked around as she was making these preparations for this this lunching with Jesus. She looked around and she saw her main helper, Mary, sitting down at the Savior's feet she had lost one of her workers and can you imagine the stress that she was under she was busy 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 and she had to get down what she had to get down because it was urgent that she had a meal prepared just like she wanted it to and you know I got to thinking about that you know nowhere in the Bible does it tell us not to work nowhere in the Bible says that that we are to be lazy I mean, the Bible tells us, yes, we are to deal with our responsibilities. We are to be honest in what we do and and carry out what we've been called to do. And we have, have an obligation to do the things that we are called to do. I mean, even Colossians 3.17 says this, And whatever word or deed we do, we do it in the name of the Lord giving thanks through him to God the Father. Whatever we do, word or deed, we are to do it in the name of the Lord. And that's not being lazy. So we cannot be critical of of Martha for wanting to get all this stuff done because we would do the same thing. The problem with Martha was what was her priority. See, in that moment in time in her life and probably every day in her life, she would choose the urgent things to be done and then work in her relationship with God. She had to get that done. And we see what, what that happened. You see, I don't think, I got to think about this, I don't think Jesus would have cared too much if at that point in time during, her, during that day that maybe if Martha had just stopped and, and the lunch date was an hour later I really don't think Jesus would have cared about that. You know what? I really don't think he would have cared if she would just stop, spend time with him, and then go back to her preparations. He wouldn't, have, he wouldn't have cared. But you see, Martha was so tied with her urgency to get stuff done. She spent time doing that and not spending time with the Lord. And I can promise you what happened to her stress level at that point. It went up and up, is it not? You know, we hit the road running every morning, don't we? I don't know about you, but there's things that I got to get done. I mean, I mean, we all are like that, aren't we? I mean, we, in, in, in our minds, we plan our day out. I mean, we, we, got, we got to go here, we got to go there, we got to get, get this done, we got to carry this, we got to go do that, we got And we get hit the road running many times. And we forget, like Martha, to stop and spend time with the Lord. We are all busy. But do we put the urgent in front of the important? Of course Mary was a little bit different. She changed her schedule, didn't she? She based her schedule on her relationship with the Lord. You see, that was for Mary the most important thing in her life was to be with the Lord, spend time with the Lord. Yeah, she had things to do. She sure did. And she knew that sister was going to be mad at her as sister is working, and she's sitting there at the feet of Jesus. She knew that. But you see, at some point in her life, some point in her life, she had decided, made the choice that said, my relationship with my God is the most important thing in my life. And everything else will wrap around that but my time with him is the most important time in my day. You see, it just wasn't at that luncheon that she decided that. She decided that many, many weeks ago, maybe years ago, that this is important to me. And my foundation of my life is my, is my priority of, of living for Christ. And then my life will be built up around that we would find that Mary had much less stress than Martha. In verse 42, we kind of uh, see something there. It says uh, in 42, it said, Martha, Martha, you are worried and bothered about so many things. But 42, but only one thing is necessary for Mary has chosen the good part. Mary has chosen the good part. That word chosen means to select from many options. Okay. to select from many options. Mary had the choice to do a whole bunch of different things right now. But the Bible says she chose the good part. She chose what was good, and that's Jesus speaking. She chose to spend time with the Lord as her priority. You see, Martha chose the urgent. Mary chose the important. I want to encourage you today, spending time with the Lord cannot just be an option. It has to be the priority. If we're ever going to grow, if we're ever going to mature, if we're ever going to try to have less stress in our life, spending time with Him has got to be the priority. So how do we find out what is the difference between what is urgent (laughs) and what is important? I mean, there's got to be a difference here. How do we find out? Well, we find out what God says is important. We seek to find out what God says is important. Well, how do we do that? Well, we spend time in His Word, reading His Word, finding out what He says is important. We spend time in... In prayer, we spend time asking and seeking and knocking. We spend time coming to his house on Sundays, finding out what his word says and learning it and taking it and digesting and then living it, not just hearing it. We're, not, we're just not hearers of the world, are we? We've got to be doers of the world. We've got to be, let, let this word implant in our hearts, and then we've got to flesh it out. We've got to be people like that. And when we do that, and when we take the time to seek what God says is important to our lives, then we will, I promise you, will understand and have a greater understanding of what God says is really important or what is just merely urgent in our lives. If you want a stressless life, if you want the peace, that surpasses all understanding in your life, we must get to the point in our lives that we pursue the important in front of those things that we think are urgent. The next question that i have for you, the second question I have for you today, does your schedule or the bulk of your schedule and energy pursue what is temporary Or pursue what is eternal? Does our time that we have, do we continue to pursue everything that's temporal? Or do we pursue those things which are eternal? I would suggest to you many times in our lives, and I'm just as guilty as as anybody. That we spend more of our time and more of our energy on things that are not important the things that have no bearing the things that are temporary the things that are meaningless the things that that have no basis for eternity and we spend our bulk of our time and energy pursuing those kinds of things first john two five says it this way it says do not love the world nor the things of the world do not love the world or the things of the world okay uh, 1 John 2 17 says the world is passing away and it's lust the one who does the will of God lives forever you know I got to, you get to thinking about that I mean is, uh, do you think God's just a, an old killjoy do you think God says I don't want my folks down there to have any fun whatsoever do you think he says I don't they don't deserve any peace the way they are I mean, I mean, they don't, you think I'm just going to take away all their joy. And sometimes as as people and as Christians, we might think that, that God really doesn't want us to be happy. He really doesn't want us to have joy. He doesn't want us to have fun. But that's not the case at all, is it? You see, all God is saying when he, He gives us those kinds of verses about life is He's just telling us the truth. He's just telling us the truth, that the world cannot provide for you what you think you need to have. It just can't do it. And he's saying, I'm just trying to help you here, that the world, the things of the world are temporary. The things of the world just won't get you what you want. You know, we chase a lot of things, don't we? We chase the almighty dollar, thinking that's going to bring us happiness. Does it ever bring us lasting happiness? The answer is no. The more we have, the more we think we've got to have. Happiness does not come in the form of a dollar. We pursue all kinds of things. We pursue, pursue position, but there's always somebody that has a little more position that we do. We pursue fun, but you know, we, that, that, that thrill, the next thrill is not quite as thrilling as the last thrill. We pursue material kinds of things. And what we find out as we spend all of our time and energy pursuing material things that one day they rust and they rot and we leave them behind. And yet we spend so much time and energy on those kinds of things. Jesus says those kinds of things are temporary. Those kind of things, Martha, are worrisome and, and bothered and distracted, which causes stress. Martha pursued the temporal. Mary pursued the, Mary, uh, the eternal. Which one of those do you think were happier in their lives? Well, what do we do about that? What is our plan of action if, if that's what we want to do? If we're going to choose to put God first in our lives, we're going to choose to pursue the important and not, not the urgent if we're going to pursue eternal kinds of things and not to temporal kind of things in our lives, which I hope you will have, what's our plan of action? What are we going to shoot for? What's the target? Well, let me give you a couple things here that maybe will help us. First thing I would tell you to do is every day schedule significant and uninterrupted time with the Lord. Schedule it. Don't just let it happen. Schedule it. Make time every day. Make time every day to read His Word, to meditate on His Word, to ponder His Word, to think about it, to learn about His Word. I'm all for reading the devotional books. And I've told you this before. Reading a good devotion, boy, that's good. But I want to urge you. I know every devotion has... Verses of the Bible that are tied with it. I would urge you to read the Word too. Read those verses. Think about those verses. And think about how that devotion relates to those verses. If that is what you like doing. I like reading His Word. But there's nothing wrong with that. But we've got to spend time in His Word. We've got to schedule time to pray. I mean, intentionally pray. Pray. Praying is not, hey, Lord, uh, busy, Lord, got to go. Lord, I'll catch you here in just a little bit, okay? And so many times that is our prayer life, thinking we're praying. Hey, Lord, how how you doing? And we go about our day. That's not intentionally praying. That's not spending time praying. That's not spending time seeking the Lord's face in what we do. Now, we can do that, and if we do that about 30 times a day, that might be okay. But so many times we just do it once. I Lord, busy. I'll get back with you when I'm, when I'm not so busy. You see, in the back of your bulletin I, 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 that's been there for four years, and it talks about the ACT of prayer. And, and it talks about A as being adoration. We come to the Lord in adoration. We come to Him in praise. We come to Him just worshiping Him and telling Him how great He is and, and so, so thankful for His mercy and His grace. And we, and we give Him praise and we give Him glory. And then you look at it and it says C, that C is for confession, knowing that's, that many times we fall short during the course of our day. Many times we speak or we think and we do things that, that we know are not part of God's will for our lives. And we, and we take time and we agree with God. That's what confession is. We agree with God that, yeah, I blew it. I kicked it. And Lord, I, I thank you for your forgiveness and I thank you for your cleansing because that's what he wants to do. Thank you for opening up the pipeline of fellowship again. With me. Thank you, Father, that, that, that my sin does not affect my relationship with you. And we confess those sins and those known and unknown sins, and we kind of clean up our life that way, and we allow Him to clean it up. And then the T is for being thank, thankful. Thankful for all your blessings. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for sending your son to die on a cross. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Father. And we just thank Him for that then after we've praised Him and after we've confessed and after we, we thank Him for you name it, then the S stands for supplication or to ask or to talk, to ask, to seek, and to knock. And once we have praised Him and confessed and been thankful, I can promise you if we have done that honestly, then we at that point will understand what we need to ask the Lord for. Father, I want to know your will in my life. Father, I, I want to know what, what's important, Father, for me in my life. Father, it's not just giving him a wish, a wish list like we would give Santa Claus. That's not prayer. Yeah, that's, we can speak to him about that. We can tell him the good and the bad and the ugly. We can tell him what we feel and what we think and what we want. But prayer is, Father, change my will to match your will. That's prayer. That is prayer. Father, change my will, change my heart. Change me, Father, so that the things I want and the things I pursue and the things that are important to me are what is important to you, Father. Change my heart so my my will is your will and when you ever get to the point of that praying like that then you got some praying going on you got it going on and it's more than say hey Lord I'll be with you in just a little bit it's intentionally spending time on your knees spending time standing up spending time sitting down whatever position doesn't make any difference spending time with him seeking his will letting him tell you what is important in your life when is the best time to do that To spend time with the Lord, to spend time reading, whatever works for you, (laughs) whatever works for you. Some people have time in the morning, man, do it in the morning. Some people have time at lunch, do it at lunch. Some people have time at night. Some people have time during the course of the day. It doesn't make any difference when you do it, but it makes a difference if you do it. I want to encourage you. Find the time. Make the time. It, it it has to be your number one priority. If you ever want to live a life, the abundant life, the, the peace that God can give us. If you ever want to live a stress-less life, you've got to be in His Word and you've got to talk to Him every day. And I promise you it will make a difference in your life. Because He will tell you what is important and not what's urgent. Second thing I would suggest to you to determine... What is the most important thing in your life? What are the most important things in your life? And I told you how to get there. Talk to God about it. Find out what's important to Him. Go after it. Determine what's important to you. And then the third thing right there is, is build your daily schedule on what's important. Find out what's important to Him and build your schedule on it. That's what you do. You build it, you find out what's important, his foundation is him, Christ in your life, and from there everything else will fall into place. But I would urge you not to get that to get that backwards. make him first, make him the priority of your life, the foundation of your life and the fourth thing I'd suggest to you just real quickly is is um, plan for interruptions, plan that your day might change don't be so 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 rigid that that, that God can't bring something into your life today that, that you rebel against. God's gonna have, God will put interruptions into your life. You know, God did the same thing for Jesus, did he? Did he not? I mean, he, uh, you know, Jesus was a busy man and he had a lot of, lot of uh, balls, if you would, he was juggling. But there was always interruptions in his life. And those interruptions never rushed him, never stressed him, never said, Oh, my goodness, what are we doing today? You see, he, uh, just a couple examples there. After teaching, the, the, the centurion came to him and said, Can you heal, heal my slave? He, he's about to die. Can you heal him? Right after he got to teaching. He was entering Jerusalem, if you remember the story, and, and he was headed to the synagogue, and yet there was a funeral possession. He was headed to the synagogue to worship and to teach, whatever he was going to do there. But there was a funeral possession, and he felt grieved by this lady who was just crying and, and her eyes out. And he walks over to the funeral possession, and he touches a casket, and the dead man rises up. He heals the dead man, makes him alive again. That wasn't on Jesus' schedule that day, I promise you. But God put that in that situation into his life, and he paused, whatever he was doing, to go over there to minister, because he knew the Father had placed that into his life at that time and that day. He was walking to Samaria, and all of a sudden, 10 guys with leprosy comes up to him. Well, he, he got better things to do than deal with some contagious disease. Now, what would he do? He healed him of that. See, he was interrupted in what he was doing. But he kept doing what God wanted him to do. He was on a ship one time sailing across to the other side of the lake. And he was taking a nap. And you know the story. The winds and the storm came. And he was sound asleep in the boat. And what did the disciples do? They woke him up. Wake up. That was an interruption. Boy, don't nobody nobody interrupt my nap, okay? But it didn't bother him, did it? Because he knew, because he had spent time with the Father. And the Father had said, this, this, is, this is your day, but there's going to be interruptions. There's going to be things I'm going to bring into your day that you don't even know about. Don't, don't let them stress you. Don't let them wear you out. Don't let them just go make you go bonkers. Because I'm bringing those things into your life, and I want you to minister to those things. I want you to be a part of those things. And if we could ever get in our minds that, that we get so focused on what we've got to do, and yet something over here happens, you go, oh, no, what are we going to do? Understanding that maybe that's just God bringing something into your life to slow you down, number one. And to refocus your thoughts and your hearts, number two. You see, when we are so st- st- strigid in our life and interruptions come, it causes stress, does it not? God says, let let me, let me let me give you some interruptions here, okay? Let me give you something that you can deal with and minister with, and then I'll give you the strength and the power to do whatever you need to do. Jesus spent time with the Father. And He knew whatever came into His life that day, that the Father was going to give Him everything He needed to be able to deal with that interruption. What an awesome God that we serve. I want you to, I would love for you to to think about these three questions in closing that I've given to you. And like I said, they're all three convicting to me. And honestly, I hope they convict you too. And I say that in love, not in meanness. Is spending time with the Lord a daily priority? Or do you just work it in? Do you schedule your time around what's important or what's urgent? Do you deal so much with temporary kinds of things that have no impact on the kingdom? Or do we spend time on the eternal things that does last forever and forever? Three convicting questions. I hope that you will remember those questions. I hope you will think about those questions and ponder those questions. I know I am. And we can ever get those, the answers to those questions correct. I promise you, in your life, you will have less stress. You'll have more peace of God because you have put him first and not fourth or fifth or tenth. In the list of priorities in your life. Isn't it good that God loves us? Amen. Isn't it good that he sent his son to die on a cross for us? Isn't it good that we can. Because we've accepted him as Lord and Savior. We have eternal life forever and forever. To live with him. And he says here's how I, here's how I can help you down here on this earth. If you, want to, if you want to be helped. I urge you to accept his help. Okay. And just let him work in your life and see what he does in your life by putting him first. As we begin our invitation time, run. we bow our heads and close our eyes. What an awesome God we serve. Hallelujah, we can serve him. Hallelujah. If any of these questions hit a nerve today, that's okay. Talk to Him about it. Ask Him to help you. One of them, two of them, three of them, I don't know. It might take a little process. It might take a little time in your life to incorporate these. That's okay. But if He just would, I promise you, life would be so much easier. You'll have less stress in your life. You'll have more peace of the Lord in your life.